Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to uh, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Got it? Got it? Good deal. Let's all stand for the reading of God's Word. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to make to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Our gracious Lord, we thank you. Oh, we thank you for, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity that we have to come here today and to worship you and to, and to lift your name on high, to open your word together and to know that, that as your spirit is, is here amongst us, as it, as it comes, let it cover us like a blanket. Let it open our hearts and our minds. Father, lead us in a direction that only you can lead. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Please, please, you'll want to leave your Bibles open. You know, I was thinking as, as um, we're going through with the, the Advent readings, um, I, I, I look at this also, and, and we do this in, at Christmas time, and and we also do do it at Easter, but it, it's it's a um, it is a journey. And there is certain um, uh, there is certain scripture that that I, that we like to to bring um, to light before before the day before that that blessed day, and and so I do look at it as 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 a journey. Um, Gabriel's 
appearance to Zacharias announcing John's, John the Baptist's birth. Um, Gabriel, busy guy, that good-looking Gabriel, um, appearing, amen, <laughs> and, and his appearance to, to Mary, um, which was, which was done so well. Um, you know, last week's cantata was just, it was very, it was very touching, but it told the story. It told that, that beautiful story. And with each of these, though, um, you wanted to look at the personal side. You want to, you want to bring the personal nature of, of scripture and bring it to light. These are real people that, that we're speaking of. Zacharias was, was a real person. Mary was, was a real per- person. Zacharias's surprise, the fear that he had of walking into the temple and there, and there stood, uh, uh, Gabriel and, uh, and the shock. But it was, it was his, his disbelief or his questioning God's timing. God, why now? Uh, I'm so old. And my wife's right up there too. You know, to, to bring a, 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 a to, to have a child, even though his name is John, to do this. Questioning his timing. The personal side of that. Mary. Mary, if, if you look at Mary, please understand she's probably 13 years old, somewhere around there. Uh, around that, at that age. She had hopes. She had dreams of, of a life that, that would be, you know, with Joseph, the family that they would raise. But, but Gabriel's visit brought an incredible, an absolutely incredible obedience in Mary. But you could see the personal the personal side of, of Mary. And, you know, a lot of these events um, that lead to, to Jesus' birth, you know, speak about Mary. And, and Mary was a, a, a very remarkable, remarkable young lady. To, to be of, of that age, to take your dreams, your hopes, all of it, to set it aside for an obedience, obedience to God. But she was remarkable. But then again, that's why God chose her. He chose Mary. But now, let's not forget about Joseph. Let's not forget about him and, and how special, how special a person Joseph was. Um, and, and believe me, God chose the couple. He didn't just choose Mary. He chose Joseph too. He, he looked for the couple. But with Joseph, Joseph, we kind of need to look at the personal side on, on, on him too. Um, just because Joseph was a man, it doesn't mean that, that he didn't have, he didn't have hopes. He didn't have, have dreams. Um, guys, guys do that too. We have hopes. We have dreams. Maybe they're, they're completely different than, than what than what women have, but but even today, I, I'm still surprised that I'm not a major league pitcher. You know, I mean, but it it just hopes, dreams, not a very good arm. You know, and 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 your hopes and dreams go and sometimes 
You know, in the reality of it all, sometimes your hopes and dreams are, are replaced with, with reality. Not that you shouldn't have. But you know, sometimes God, God has, plays a plan in this. He really does. And, and, and He changes who you are. And He changes your dreams. Because you end up in your dreams being the dreams that he has, that he has for you. Um, but I, I got to look at Joseph and say that I think that, that Joseph, his dreams would have been, you know, a life with, with Mary, with Mary at his side. You know, their marriage would have been one that would have been prearranged. I'm sure that it would have been one that was, that had been arranged. Joseph was older than Mary. And, and this marriage that, that put them together was something that, that parents would have done. It was a plan that they had been brought together. And, and when you look at that, you, you always look at that and you say, oh, this is something that you know, the parents did and blah, blah, blah. There's no love involved in this. Um, I don't believe that. When you look at the story of Mary and Joseph, Love is something that, that you see. You know, and, but at the time of all of this happening, the occurrence of, of Gabriel coming to Mary, um, they were in, involved in a, in a betrothal. They were betrothed together. Um, it, it's like an engagement, but it, it's much more binding. It's, it's like, it's like being married. It's, it's as being married. And actually in scripture, when you look at it, they call Joseph a husband. But, but they actually hadn't been married yet. But that's how serious the betrothal was. It was like being married, except that they didn't live together and they didn't have relations. But it was still, it was still a marriage. And the betrothal was something that would last about a year. It would last a year. And then you would enter into the marriage. It's, it's, we like to compare it to an engagement, but folks, um, the, the way marriage is today, and it's no different as, as we look at studies that, that the marriage today inside the church for, from Christians is no different than it is in the secular world. There's just as many divorces in one as there is in the other. It's because we don't seem to enter into a marriage with the right frame of mind. Um, well, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. If we don't like it, we can always end it. That's no way to enter into a marriage. Hey, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. I can do this. I can do this. How many of you are married to your best friend? Rule number one. You know, how many times have you heard somebody say, I, I, I love you, but man, I don't like you. You know, it, it, it's, and, and that's what it is. You have to, it's, there has to be something there. You know, in that period of time, when Mary became pregnant, and, and she knows why. And you know, Scripture doesn't get into this too, too heavily here, but Mary knows. She's been, she's been visited by Gabriel. 
She knows what's going to happen. She knows that she's pregnant. Women are just like that. They know when they're pregnant. <laughs> but now think about it. Please. Think, think about this, this, this arrangement here. Who is going to believe this crazy story? Who is going to think, who is going to believe Mary? You know, that, that maybe, Mary didn't ask that question. When Gabriel stood before her and said, you will, you will have, you will have a son and you will call his name Jesus. And, and the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Wow. How great. What an awesome thing. And, and, you know, when I look at it, I go, Mary should have said, who's going to believe this? Who, who, who's going to believe this? How am I going to tell Joseph this? Who's, what about my parents? Nobody, including Joseph, would believe a goofy story like this. Listen. She was betrothed to Joseph. There was an agreement. There was an arrangement. There was a love between them. And, and though they were like they were married, they couldn't have relations. And yet here they are. Can you imagine the day that Mary came to Joseph and said, Joseph, I'm pregnant. But it's of the Holy Spirit. But I was visited by the angel Gabriel and he told me that this was going to happen and would you even attempt to believe that today? If you had a, a girlfriend and that you were engaged and your girlfriend ended up, she came to you and said, I'm pregnant, but it is of the Holy Spirit and God, God did. Right. You'd believe that story. And I don't think Joseph did either. I know Joseph didn't believe it. I know her parents wouldn't believe it. I know that people around them wouldn't believe it. They would look at, at her and they would say, right, sure. And there sat Joseph with his heart in his hand because his heart had just been ripped out. Joseph had just been crushed. Joseph was planning to spend the rest of his life with Mary. Everything was worked out. Everything was worked out. And he's crushed. You talk about, you talk about plans changing. What to do, what to do would have been the foremost thing in, in Joseph's mind. After being crushed like this, it would have been what do I do now? What can I do? It's, it's, Mary's parents are, 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 um, disgraced. They're disgraced. <clears throat> Here's the part that comes out that, that tells you that Joseph, that Joseph loves Mary. Mosaic law says that, that death by stoning is, is the ultimate punishment for being unfaithful. That is, that's what, 
that is the harshest punishment. Um, look back at, at number, at verse 19. Verse 19. And then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. To put her away. A public example. A public example of dragging her out in front of everybody else and stoning her to death. The worst. The worst that could have possibly happened. But you see, God chose Joseph for the right reason. He did that. God was in control of that. And he, and he did it for a reason. And, and I think very possibly, folks, that, that we have kind of a, of a gap here between verses 19 and, and 20. I, th- I think there is. Look over in, in Luke chapter 1. Flip over to Luke chapter 1 and go to verse 39. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 39. Where it says, Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hills, or went into the hill country with haste to the city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias, who greeted, and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth's heart heard the greeting of Mary, that the babe leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is this granted to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed is she who believed, for there will be fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. How great. Mary walks into the, into the house, into Zacharias's, who's been made deaf and dumb. She walks into the house and when she speaks, the babe that is within her, her aunt, Elizabeth, just leaps for joy. When Mary came in and, and, and they heard, she heard her voice. Why was Mary there? She was, she was gone. She was banished. She had to go. So the only place she could go was, was to Elizabeth. She had to get out of town. Joseph, being the just man that he was, wanted, wanted nothing to happen to the, to the girl that he loved, to Mary. So he said, go see your go see your aunt. And when she went, and when she went, it was confirmed, confirmed by Elizabeth. And, and she knew, she knew who she was carrying, who she was carrying. Look back at, at, um, at verse 20 and 21, where it says this. Uh, 20, 21 in Matthew, Matthew 1. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appears to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, 
for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. You know, he had to ship her out in order for the angel to come to him in, in, a, in a dream and say, Joseph, buddy, don't be afraid to take Mary um, as, as your wife. The plan, the miraculous plan, the, the, the miraculous plan of a virgin birth was explained to him. It was so unbelievable. And, and it was explained to him. The angel came and explained it to Joseph. The miraculous, and folks, it's the miraculous plan of a virgin birth. Miraculous. It's the miraculous plan to bring hope into this world. The miraculous plan. Not ordinary. You know, and in the light of, of the miraculous hope, you know, I, I, I've got to add something. I, I've got, to, I've got to do this. You know, in verse 23, I, I was, actually yesterday is when I was, I was done. This is where we prayed and I was done. But I've got to add. I've got to add. Please look at verse 23. Matthew 1.23. Where it says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God with us. I want you to understand that that comes from um, Isaiah 7:14. You have to understand why that was written in Isaiah Isaiah 7:14. It was written because God had sent Isaiah to King Ahaz. Because King Ahaz was going to be going into battle and King Ahaz was not one of the good guys. And he didn't believe in what God could do for him. So, so God sent Isaiah to King Ahaz. And, and Isaiah said, the Lord said through Isaiah to Ahaz, I'll show you a sign. And Ahaz says, I don't want a sign. I don't want a sign. I won't tempt the Lord. I don't want a sign. And God said, here's your sign. This is the sign. And the sign will be that a virgin will be with child. A virgin will be with child. And, well, I can read it again. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Actually, God with us is not in Isaiah, but that's in here in Matthew. You see, folks, you can take uh, liberal theologians and they'll take that in Isaiah and they'll change that. In fact, the RSV Bible does it. They change it from virgin and they change it to young woman. That's what they do. 
And when you go back in and you look at it, and when they find out how this was written and why it was put in there, the author of that, translator of that, I should say, said, I really don't get into the miraculous. That's why they changed virgin to young woman. Um, If God was going to show someone a sign, would it be that a young woman would, would bear a son? No, a virgin. If God is going to show you a sign, he's going to show you a sign. And it's going to be something awesome. And it's going to be something fantastic. It's going to be something impossible. And so this right here is that a virgin shall be, shall be with child and, and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Understand this is God with us. Jesus is the fulfillment of prophecy. And Jesus' name means Savior. Savior. Do you know there's over 300 prophecies of Christ coming to this earth? Do you know there's over 300? And they've all been fulfilled. What are the chances of that? 100% because God is involved. That's why. And as liberal theologians like to, like to kind of kick out the miraculous, you gotta understand, folks, God is miraculous. He is miraculous. And if you understand anything about sacrifices, and, and I want you, this is why this is important. When you understand sacrifices, when they used to bring the lamb up for slaughter or the oxen up for slaughter, would they pick the old dump of a one? No. It had to be the one without blemish. It had to be the perfect one. And so when Jesus Christ went to the cross, who was he? He was Emmanuel, God with us. And he was Jesus the Savior, the Savior of the world. Do you see? The perfect Lamb had to be crucified on a cross. He who knew no sin had to become sin, my sin, your sin. Folks, the virgin birth is imperative. There was a reason for it. There was a reason for it. You see, I couldn't, I can't pay the price for your sins. Only the perfect Lamb of God could pay that price. God in the flesh. Jesus, that miraculous hope. Folks, you see, Our only hope is Jesus Christ. Our only hope is Him. And in light of of the terrible tragedy that is happening in, in Connecticut, people look for answers. And 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 what we're going to do is we're going to probably pass more laws. We're going to look and, and trying to figure out how we can keep this from happening again. And you can't blame anybody for doing that. 
Nobody wants this to happen again. But you see, folks, we can't legislate morality. We can't do it. We can't look at ourselves and make this right. We can't make it right. The only, the only way to fix this, the only hope that we have is the miraculous hope. That's the only hope we have. The only hope that we have in this world is Jesus Christ. No other. We can't pass some law that is going to change this from ever happening again. Because we can't pass a law and change who we are. We can't do it. The only hope in this world is Jesus Christ. Not ourselves, lest anyone should boast. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much. I thank you for for loving us. I I thank you for Jesus Christ. I I thank you that, that you're there, that when we come and we cry, and when we come and we and we and we hurt, that you're there. Father, I I I don't have answers. except to say that you're the answer. There's nothing that I can say that can make people feel better except to say, Jesus, that you are the answer. And Father, I just I pray that in each of our hearts that you will that you will make that evident. That in each of our lives you will you will do a work in us that can only be explained as being by the hand of God. Because, Father, we just mess this world up more and more every day. Father, I pray that that somehow through all of the tragedy that we're going through, that you'll be glorified. Don't know how it'll happen, but I trust you, and I love you, and we love you, and we look to you to bring us through it all. And so, Father, we give you the glory the deserved glory. And we do so in the name of him who one day all knees will bow in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.